welcome to That 30 Show, a podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, and the surprising parts of our 30s. I'm G, and I'm finally 30. I'm excited to find out if 30 really is the new 20, because if it is, then the best years are yet to come. And I'm David. I'm entering my mid-30s. I used to have no back pain or trouble sleeping, but now I live off a healthy diet of self-help books and dream of being in bed by 10pm every night. Join us each week as we try to figure out together what life in your 30s is all about. Welcome back to That 30 Show. Welcome back. And this week we are joined by Jonathan. Jonathan, hey, what's, how's it going? Hi, Jonathan. Hello. Hi. Jonathan is um, joining us all the way from uh, Hong Kong at 9 a.m. Uh, so thank you for waking up for us. Yeah, very impressive. <laughs> it's so early. So Jonathan, uh, back in high school, we were classmates and uh, we were pretty good friends, I'd say. Uh, I would say Jonathan's probably one of my closest friends back in high school, but I haven't talked to the guy. Uh, I've been talking to you for years. So this is a bit of a reunion for you and I, even though wow. uh, you've been was enthusiastic uh, uh, supporter of the show and you've always sending us a lot of your opinions. In fact, some of our previous uncuts <laughs> where we share a lot of like the use, the, the Snurf feedback, like half of it is from you, I feel like. Yeah, I've nice. even shared your feedback, Jonathan, with my friends and we've had like conversations about it and things like that. So yeah, I mean, thanks for generating all this discourse for us. It's just really cool to have this 30s show thing because a lot of the things that you talk about on the show, I didn't even realize were themes and topics that were coming up in my daily conversations. And then it's just mm -hmm. really interesting to hear something like from a different perspective and you can just fire it up like on a commute to work and like it, it just brightens up my day. So thank you so much. Oh, I mean that's it. Nice. I, I I know you think I'm a very insincere guy, you know, based based on our past <laughs> high school interactions. No. But... <laughs> he, I'm talking to him, not you. <laughs> he's not. He's not. Yeah, he's not wrong. And I I don't. It's it's a it's a long history. Uh, so. <laughs> what about your life? Uh, what how does life look like uh, right right now? I I think there was oh. a uh, celebratory yeah. thing that happened very recently. I don't know if you want to mention that. So I recently got engaged and we have Congrats. two beautiful, thank you. And we have two beautiful uh, kids. The older one, she's three and uh, the littler one is one and they're both hilarious and amazing. 100% um, like 10 out of 10 recommend get married, get kids. <laughs> don't need, you don't need the marriage, get kids. I mean, yeah. Get get some yeah get some kids yeah make them pop them. How how was the how was the engagement like? Did you have a whole like setup and stuff? Yeah, I got like a hotel room. Um, opened the door. I didn't have to say much, um, which is always good. Um, <laughs> and then she was happy about it. Were you nervous? So, a little bit, yeah. Um, but it it went good. And then because leading up to it, <clears throat> it was kind of a surprise, but kind of not because I was like, hey, what do you want to eat that night? And she's like, McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. And I'm like, why? And she's like, I like McDonald's, you know, cheap and cheerful. And I wanted to make it special, but um, she kept saying McDonald's. So we ended up <laughs> getting Chinese food instead, but it wasn't anything fancy. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was good. It kind of reminds me of those times when I see those videos on TikTok or Instagram, and then the guys, you know, doing the surprise uh, proposal, and then the girls kind of annoyed because she's in sweatpants or like she didn't put on her makeup and she's like i'm in sweatpants it's like this is not what how she envisioned it to go and then for you it's like mcdonald's is not how i envisioned it to go but i guess we gotta roll with it <laughs> yeah when it's a surprise when it's a big surprise like that you never know sometimes it just goes strangely wrong like you plan this extravagant thing and then it doesn't work out <laughs> i've yeah. heard about stories about that yeah so you um, have two kids with your current fiance, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like quite young. So are you just really busy with everything and, and like... You don't seem around? busy, Jonathan, by the amount of time you spend on WhatsApp. <laughs> and listening to our, so, listening to our podcast. <laughs> no, not even just that, but the high school chat that I, I do lurk and... Uh, entertain myself with uh from time to time how, how how does how do you have time for all that i don't i don't get it i think lawyering is like a serious desk job most of the time we're doing stuff like we've also got whatsapp open i don't know it's like um maybe it's like a white collar thing in hong kong there's not that much work being done and you can kind of multitask <laughs> So, Are you allowed to say this publicly? Like, is this... Is yeah, this... yeah, yeah. Just censor I... this? Okay. No, 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 no. Like, I think it's quite, like, well-known. People spend a lot of time um, on social media as well, especially with uh, law, how the industry is, like, transitioning from paper-based, like, fax communications. Um, a lot of the Chinese clients, um, what they do want is instant responses off, like, instant messaging apps. So we find ourselves like giving out legal advice, um, not only over the phone, but also over WhatsApp and whatever. So it's not weird oh. to have WhatsApp open the entire time. That's a, that's a convenience. Right. right. So do you, <laughs> do you yeah. work longer hours then because you, I don't know, are kind of working and also doing other things? Like what is the work um, like in Hong Kong? <clears throat> For lawyers, it's about billable hours. So it's right, about right. how much time you spend engaging with clients or doing work. Um, but built into those billable hours, you might be thinking about something and that might take a while because like, it's not too easy. And then while you're thinking, you might also be drinking coffee or WhatsApping your friends. Um, <laughs> that's, just, <laughs> that's just how it goes. Nice. Um, I don't think the longer hours comes from spending that extra time for yourself. I think a lot of it also comes from just how technology enables people to work that much harder. It's, it's crazy um, the hours that lawyers have to do now as compared to what they had to back then. Mm. Simply because you have a phone and you can instantly reply, you just have to do so much more. Where so, do the kids fit into all of this then? Is it the kids? At least when we talked to Henry, like he was like, I, I just had to stop gaming. I had to stop going to the gym. I couldn't play badminton anymore. Okay. Um, basically, work is a vacation from kids and kids are a vacation from work. You squeeze in everything that you need to do, like going to the gym during lunch or going to the gym either before work or after work. Um, you try and get all that done. And then uh, after that, you go home and then nighttime, it's 
for playing with the kids or putting them to sleep or keeping them asleep. Both of them are like a break from the other and neither of them are, well, I guess it's all enjoyable, right? It's how you see things. If it's like, oh, it's really stressful, then yeah, you're going to have a really bad time like taking care of kids and working because both sides suck. But if it's fun, if you scroll Instagram at work with your boss, then that's really fun. You go home with your kids and then they just like cuddle and like play with you. Then it's fun and fun. Yeah, you don't you don't sound stressed at all. Having two kids, like two, I guess toddlers. Yeah. Being a lawyer, having two two young kids, like yeah. It, 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 is it because I, I know you have uh, dom domestic help? Is that perhaps part of the reason why it's not as stressful? Yeah, that helps quite a bit. But uh, for example, she she can't help in the nighttime. Like she she needs time um, to rest and stuff. So. Um, Last night wasn't that pretty for me either. Uh, we went to an amusement park and then got home pretty late. And then one-year-old couldn't sleep until like 9, 9.30. And then he woke up at 12. And then he woke up at 2. And then he woke up at 4. And then he woke up at 6. And then every time he wakes up, I have to put him back to sleep. And after putting and him back to sleep... And you're here at 9. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> after putting him to sleep it takes time for me to get back to sleep so right. I don't end up with like full eight hours either way I add it up and in any event it's not continuous um mm -hmm. so it's yeah it's, it's quite tough on the body but at the same time you're still talking about it in a very like lackadaisical like oh it's whatever it's not a big deal kind of way I feel like maybe from what I remember like you you're you're not like you're not a type a kind of personality uh, far from it right do you think is that i don't know maybe you've changed over the years <laughs> again i haven't talked to you for so long but like you kind of don't take anything too seriously and which is good like in this, like you know don't take yourself too seriously we're all gonna die anyway i feel like that's probably you know part of how you live your life is that maybe i don't know if it's a conscious thing for you or it's like fairly natural do you know what i'm trying to get at is that sort of an attitude that helps you just sort of fly by the seat of your pants comfortably day to day yeah maybe I think it's from from my college days and from my first relationship, first serious like long term led to marriage and then ultimately led to a divorce relationship. Um, the, what we lived by and what I still live by is that um, uh, if it's not fun, why do it? So I have to approach everything in life if it were fun. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it, like, and it's stupid. Um, <laughs> and people don't get it. People go like, well, oh, that means you just do, like, hedonistic things. You just, like, eat caviar and drink champagne all the time. Like, no, not really. I, You, it, you have to change it, right? You have to change your perspective. It's got to be like, oh, actually changing nappies 10 times a day. That's so fun, you know, like waking up in the middle of the night. That's so fun. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Because, like, how else are you going to experience parenthood? Like, yeah. like grinding hours. Like, that's so fun. Is it, though? <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're just <laughs> like, saying, like, uh, shitty things and just adding that's so fun. <laughs> and that, like, that's, makes it fun. Like, Okay, so, Jonathan, you mentioned that you... So, you mentioned a few times now that you've had a previous relationship, previous, uh, you know, wife... And so in that relationship, I guess you didn't have kids then, right? 
because these you you only have two kids. Yeah, that's correct. So, what was, was the difference between like a relationship like that relationship without kids and and now that you have like two kids? I, I guess you don't get into there's no fights, there's no real disagreements because it's all just because like the let the good times. I think kids bring in a lot of fights because they they bring in a lot of the issues uh, oh. between family, between uh, like how to parent. Uh, money issues come into play. There's no fight about money if you're both single and in your 20s and you're just rolling in like newfound money, right? Like, oh, that's great. I'm going to go party. Like, wow. You don't really fight over that. You might fight over like, oh, why did you order chicken? I ordered chicken already. Like, that's that's not really anything. Those issues don't matter. With kids, it's like, so wow. You said there were, were so you said, the, sorry, just to clarify, when you said there's less or no fights, that's referring to your uh, previous one, whereas now with kids, it's more complicated. So there are more conflicts. Is that is that what you mean? Yeah, I think it's a lot more. Uh, both sides have to figure out a way to to live and <laughs> coexist on, on issues that we disagree with, whereas you just don't disagree with issues that much and then if you do then you just divorce like if like that's not a big deal <laughs> yeah I was, I was gonna say so the first one there was no arguments like what was the problem so we we met in uh college um she's from upstate new york so like farm girl so she's very much uh of that place and of that time um so she's she's like pure new yorker she got a llama for her eight-year-old uh, eight, eighth birthday. Like, she has a farm, you know? Like, wow, cool. Um, and I'm like Very a Hong, Hong Kong, Kong city boy. Yeah, so uh, those, it was really interesting to have that culture. I don't know what it's called. Um, and I, I guess uh, she wanted to be over there. I wanted to be in Hong Kong. And classic long-distance problem, um, hmm. which we thought it would work out. And for a while, um, it was working out and I did have a job lined up, but then that got pulled away from me and then, uh, too much time spent apart. And I think that's what led to the, what she put on the form for divorce was irreconcilable differences, which I disagreed with, which she said that's that's also an irreconcilable difference in itself. So. <laughs> okay, that's quite fine. So that was that. Um, uh, when did you get married? Like, how old were you the first time you got married? Um, we started dating sophomore year, so 18, 19. Uh, yeah, just turned 19, okay. maybe. Something like that. 18 or 19. That's not when you got married, though. Is that when you got married? No, that's when we started dating. That's when we started dating. Oh. And then uh, I got married when I just turned 26. And then mm -hmm. got divorced when I was 30. That was my 30-year-old present from her. Oh, no. That's... <laughs> yeah, so it, it fits your, your theme of a 30s show. Yeah, that's, that's the first thing I got when I, I mean, turned 30. It, it seems like a pretty... You, you, the way you... Uh, framed it is quite straightforward uh i have to imagine it's not straightforward as most things in life when it comes to these things it's fairly complicated uh the straightforward part i mean by the cultural um gap i guess that's the word the th if i put 
if I put myself in your shoes, like what I'm learning is that, okay, maybe try and not date or be married to uh, uh, someone who has a very different life experience when it comes to, you know, having a llama when you're eight, eights and, and not, but there's gotta be other takeaways or things that, or, or was that really just, was that, was that it? Was that that clean cut? Like, oh, it didn't work out long distance. Plus we're very culturally different. Well, and I'm wondering like, did these things kind of come up before you got married or was it like stuff that you realized after you got married that it wasn't going to work out? Um, I think it wasn't really a cultural difference thing. Um, a lot of things we see eye to eye with one of the only issues i think was um the location thing and it just took too long for me to figure things out and um yeah it's uh i don't think it's a cultural thing i think okay you can have a cultural gap and be pretty happy so then because i'm always trying to learn from other people's sort of life experience and lessons. So I'm trying to get at what I can, if I hope this is not insensitive to say, but what I can learn from your experience. Right. So other than like long distance is fucking like hard and terrible and, uh, draining, like what, is there anything that you would reflect on from, from that time in your life that you can share with G and I? Okay, maybe a few few things. And I'm not a kind of guy who thinks that, oh, you can learn from mistakes. Because when you make a mistake, <laughs> like you don't know, you don't know why you made the mistake, right? Like not necessarily, you'll, you'll be like, oh, like, damn, I made a mistake. Like, ah, shucks. Um, I think you learn from successes. I think you go, oh, this, this works. Like, I'm going to run with this. Like, this is the way to go. So for me this is not really a mistake but uh prior to getting uh married we did talk about like hey worst case scenario what do we do like i think talk about divorce before you get married it's quite important and we agreed that hey lawyers don't deserve the fees they make because they're on whatsapp all day so just do it ourselves like that's that's a huge thing and then don't fight like we get that divorce sucks. Like it, it took me months. I was broken. Like I died. Um, I, I'm pretty sure she did as well. Not that I would know, but divorce sucks. It's like the worst feeling in the world, but because before going into marriage, marriage, like you talk about this stuff, you have a plan. It's like this gentleman's agreement or it, it doesn't have to be written. It's not a prenup thing. But we had this idea that if it doesn't work out, like, don't fight, um, just clean break as much as possible. We respected each other enough that um, both of, both sides wanted to, to just be like, hey, um, whatever money I owe you, you know, you take it. Or like, I've got all this stuff. Can I mail it to you? Like, that kind of stuff. Things are terrible, but get through it and then just respect each other's space because it's, it's not easy and if you go on reddit or any you talk to anyone about divorce and it's always like messy and the bad ones are really bad so uh yeah go into it talking about it and then hoping that it doesn't happen Hmm. 
Would, yeah, I'm just going to say, like, it one. sounds like you guys had a really good communication, um, like, throughout everything. So it's, like, I guess amicable, at least, that you guys, you know, ended things. But I would imagine that for a lot of people, it, um, you know, it's, like, a lot of buildup. And then they don't have that sense of, like, communication towards the end. I, I, or like, respect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, another thing that she did in retrospect, which in the, in the moment I was like, what the fuck? Um, but another thing that she did was, uh, if I WhatsApped her or if I messaged her, emailed her and in any way, if I tried to communicate with her, she would reply eventually, but she would take a day or two days or a week or a month. <laughs> like I wouldn't know when it was coming, but there would be like this time gap. And then I don't know if it's to like cooler heads. Um, it, it takes the the emotional thing out of it, which is really what makes um, divorce tough. Yeah. Well, you know, I was pleasantly surprised to hear that you, um, when planning to record with you, you're like, oh, I'm, I've got my engagement coming up. I don't know. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? I was like, are you like like a proposal engagement? So I'm pleasantly surprised. It's like, oh, okay. Like this is a guy who isn't necessarily um, scared off of the idea of marriage. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like you like did it once and you're like, oh, fuck marriage. Don't believe it anymore. anymore. Uh, clearly it still holds some value or meaning to you at least, or at least it does enough to your current partner um, that you are willing to do it. I don't know if you have anything to expand on there, but in terms of just your belief in the idea of marriage or that legal commitment, um, did you change your views on that after your first uh, first marriage or no? Yeah, I think I think it kind of broke me um, getting divorced. It uh, broke that like Disney princess kind of way of looking at things of like, oh, you know, um, happily ever after. Mm -hmm. That's always the case. But coming into it the second time, like, this is what I mean by you don't really learn from your mistakes. Like, why am I doing it again? Like, I'm halfway there again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, is it like a character flaw? Like, this is, what's wrong with me? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's different. The conception is different. But on the other hand, I think uh, marriage does, especially with kids, uh, it brings about like stability. You want that kind of like very strong foundation uh, in the relationship. And especially if she wants it, then why not? Uh, so after you got divorced, like what did you think when you were getting like back into the dating world? Like what was your mindset going into dating again? That's a good question. Uh, when I got divorced, I didn't really have any previous experience with long-term relationships like because I was like 18 or 19. So before that, I was just like mm -hmm. dating that girl from that school that nobody's ever heard of, you know, like they weren't serious uh, long-term relationships. So I didn't really know how to cope. Basically, I stopped at work. Like I just stopped doing things. I would just cry on the train. Um so I couldn't really get back into the dating world. People were telling me like, oh, you just do what you need to do. And I think that was the best advice. Um, so obviously I drank a bit. Uh, that didn't, that doesn't help. It's not great. Uh, the food cope, 
That's not too good. It's all right, but food just kind of tastes like sand. Like it's just sad. Oh god. Uh, music is good. So, some things sound better. Like all the breakup songs, like finally makes sense. Like yeah, that's that's great. But I wasn't in any shape to meet any person, like man or woman, or yeah, it's just yeah. People were like, "Yeah, you should sleep around. Like, yeah, it's time to get back out there." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think so, man. Like, I, nobody wants to like, nobody wants to talk to someone that's just like, <laughs> right? Like, and you definitely don't want to sleep with a soggy blanket, like, man. So, um, <laughs> like that. That's just sad. But I did. So, how did you on. bounce back? <laughs> Um, I latched on like a, to like a mo- like a like a movie montage, right? Of like you know this this yeah 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 going from yeah. the slows and then like you know that movie <laughs> montage when he gets his shit together. Like what was what was that for you? Yeah, I can Did talk about that? it. Um, no, so it was also 2019. Uh, for those not familiar, 2019 in Hong Kong was also a time of great social upheaval. Um, so there was those protests and riots going on. Mm-hmm. Um. That also helped because uh, I could get fired up about political issues. There was just one day where because of the protests, um, there was no public transport. And then there were these shuttle buses that like shuttled us back into the city. And um, at that time, they had just shut down like the the main road in Hong Kong Island. And um, the march had started on one end of the island all the way to the other. And they were like firebombing things and just trashing the place. And then the, the police were like catching up with them like slowly. And then basically we, we landed behind the police lines and we just followed the march all the way until until we popped out like in the middle. And then suddenly we were standing like as if it was like a movie. Like one side was the orcs and the other side was the elves and you know, it was like Lord oh of Rings. Gosh. And yeah, we were like, oh my God. And then <laughs> things started exploding and then um, we ran away. And then that that was like the adrenaline that, that like the kicked me out of moment. the depression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know how like you learn in psychology, like, oh yeah, fear is great, you know, for bonding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that troll moment when uh, Harry, Ron and Hermione defeat the troll. And it's like, there's some things in life where you become best friends forever and defeating a troll, a dungeon, or what is it? Yeah, a troll is uh, one of them. So for you, it's uh, surviving a pretty catastrophic uh, protest uh, Wow, what a story. That's pretty serendipitous, I guess. Back to the relationship i haven't i have more questions um (laughs) i'm just (laughs) i'm just curious like what you know like the differences between the your first marriage and uh your now like relationship and then now your fiance like do you do you see any noticeable differences like aside from the proximity of where you live and like the location and the distance and things like that or the culture uh, maybe but yeah, what what are some of the differences? I guess now you also have two children, so that's kind of like another factor. Um, but you did say that like children brings in more fighting and things like that. So how do you like? Yeah, I'm just wondering the differences between the two. I think it's a double edged sword. So the highs are also higher um, with kids. Like it, 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 it um, 
lets you value your partner a lot more as well because you're like, wow, you're actually an amazing mom. So it's not all negative. It's just issues matter a lot more. I was told not to compare my relationships because it's probably not yeah, fair to anyone. But then I'll compare anyway. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> no, no, no. Hang bad. on. Pause, pause. <laughs> no, um, not, not, in a, not in a bad way. I think it, it's just character differences. They're, they're very different people. And it's a matter of mindset. It's not really like one's better than the other. And I think when I made the commitment in, in my marriage, my first marriage, it was for life. And I think I do love her forever. And with love, like you kind of see like the best and the worst parts of a person and you, you accept them for what they are and you love them for what they are. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a commonality. Like, um, it's like, a, you know, I, I see that she's, both of them are annoying. They're all women, like, can't deal with them. Like, hot take. Um, a list of, uh, come up with a list of Jonathan's hot takes. <laughs> yeah. Is it that hot of a take? No. Um, the differences are really from their person and how you interact with them. Communication. I mean, I don't think I'm doing anything better than I was. If Maybe I'm even worse because I've got all that emotional baggage with me. And uh, it's, it's a lot less fair for um, my fiance now because she has to deal with all that baggage and um, coming second and like, because I, I don't know, I would find it kind of weird. Like you're with someone that already made like a life commitment to that other person that just left them, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's not nice. So there's that issue that I, I have to address, I guess, that we have to deal with. But I, I, that's, that's easy to deal with when you've got two kids and you just kind of brush all that stuff under the rug and then you got like a bigger fish to fry, right? You gotta <laughs> pick schools and like get them into places and manage your finances properly and stuff like that. I think that's a pretty common theme I hear from parents, which is like, especially for example, um, I know a friend who's uh, about to have their second kid. And then even just through the, the trials and the challenges and the ups and downs of pregnancy, the mom's like, I don't even have time to like really figure like, you know, hone in on what's going on and what's easy, what's not easy, because I just have to take care of my kid. Um, and it sort of puts things into perspective when you have, as you said, bigger, bigger fish to fry. You, you, you mentioned the highs are high and the lows are, are higher and the lows are lower. Um, I, I, I want to see if you can share, uh, what are some of the, or some of, or one of these highest highs, uh, for you. Do you have a moment oh. or a memory or a habit or routine? That's a tough question. You don't really. Oh, really? <laughs> I got like bad memory. <laughs> so I mean, they just happen, right? Like it's so it's so off the cuff. Like um, it's, uh, what happened? So they're not big. They're not big grand. Like no, they they just all add up, and it's just just so funny. Like when we were leaving, we were at Ocean Park yesterday. Um, when we were leaving, and then uh, fiance was like, "Oh, you, you got to go over here. Like this is the way to leave," and then I was just kind of ignoring her. Cause I had to pram and then I thought that, you know, the other way was the right way to go. So then, um, Vivian was like, Vivian's like, 
Jonathan, it's over here. And then uh, my, my daughter thought that was funny. So then she went, Jonathan, Jonathan, instead of calling me daddy. And then, oh. so yeah, she just referred to me in like third person for like 10 minutes. I thought that was funny. I mean, it's like tiny little moments. Like I posted on Instagram, like they had these stickers for, for elves, for Christmas elves. And then she took a candle and she stuck it, you know, where an elf might have genitalia. Um, it's it's that kind of stuff. Like it's all kind of funny and adds up. <laughs> and you're like, where did you learn that from? Yeah. <laughs> you have like, a, Kids do say the darndest things. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes think, you're like, where, where did, where did you learn that? Kids get yeah. things from like really weird places. You just have no idea where they got something from. So it's funny to listen to them. I bet. More of a spicy question. G, would you date a previously married man? Ooh, that is a spicy question. Don't worry. Jonathan will not be offended. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think because like, I mean, as we get older, I think you might probably see that more and more frequently. It's just more and more yeah. common, right? People in their 30s or in their 40s, uh, you'd see that a lot more than if, like, if you asked me in my 20s, I'd probably say no, because, like, there's just a lot more <laughs> fish in the sea, I suppose, <laughs> who are, who have never been married. But I mean, and not that it's anything bad, I don't think. Like, it's just another life experience that somebody's has, somebody has gone through. I think if they have kids, it kind of makes it more complicated because you just don't know how that relationship is with like their mom and like, you know, how the relationship is between the mom and the dad sometimes. And I think that can really complicate things. But um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say no. Mm, it's fair. Very open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> it It comes up like I think on like the dating apps and stuff, people will... Yeah kind of like acknowledge if they I mean if that's their kid or like if they've been previously divorced and stuff like that yeah it's not as uncommon as it used to be so yeah so for both of you I mean I think I have an idea of what you would say Jonathan but um in terms of the question of marriage first or kids first if you have the ability to, to choose is that something that is important or matters to you do you think that's important or meaningful to get married first um, if you have uh, the the ability to, to make that choice or does it not really matter? So what I did was marriage, divorce, <laughs> and then kids. <laughs> and then marriage. get married right. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I know, I know Jonathan. So like, I'm not surprised that like he is very much, uh, he, not, he's not a rule follower. In fact, he'll go out of his way to be like, what are the rules? Let me break them. <laughs> not that it's a rule, but that's, it is probably, that, it's, it's safe to say that that's not the tradition, you know, and if you're asking like, what is the tradition? Like that's not yeah. the traditional path. I, I think having kids, babies and little children is really tough. So I would probably prefer it if the parents have a really strong foundation mm. before having kids, whether or not that involves marriage yeah like i think marriage does still matter in society so i think yeah i would prefer marriage before kids how important is it in an ideal world. i think you look at the yeah you look at the substance not the form so 
if the two people are so committed to each other, they don't need to get married, and they're like, eh, like, F the man, like, I don't need this kind of, like, societal stuff, yeah, like, sure, go ahead without the marriage, but to most, I think marriage matters, I think marriage signifies something, so, uh, yeah, I'd Mm -hmm. prefer the marriage and then kids. I think I would prefer that too. Not necessarily like a wedding or anything because that could just, that's financial, additional financial costs. But like a marriage to me is, you know, like I think we've talked about it before, but it's another level of commitment that you just don't have before. I mean, maybe you do, but it's, a, it's to me, it's another level of commitment. And I would like to see that commitment before I have children. But I mean, if it happens the other way around, then so be it. It's fine. <laughs> what about you, David? I think that if there are no plans to get married, then it's fine to not mm-hmm. have, uh, not have, uh, not get married before kids. But if uh, both parties are interested in the uh, and find value in the institution of marriage or the act of marriage, then it is better to get married first because then it's like, well, we're, if we're going to get married sooner or later, if we are able to, why don't we get married first um, before we have kids? Mm-hmm. In a way, I feel like um, this is the reality is that marriage, even though on paper and in, in, con- in concept, it is a lifelong, like, it's, it's a lifelong thing by the, by the very definition of it. I feel like the reality is that kids is much more of a lifelong thing than marriage. <laughs> so as in like, you're, if you have kids, you're sort of committing in a much more concrete way than signing a legal document and having a, having a party. So it's like sort of like walk before you run. So let's get married first and then we'll have kids. <laughs> Sign a piece of paper. Kids, you're like really <laughs> locked in, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, even more so than, than, than just being married. So I think that's the order of operations I would prefer. When, when you're talking about your, um, you know, your past experiences, Jonathan and stuff, I feel like you have a very, uh, the, the word disarming comes to my mind. I don't know if that's the right, right word to use because you're, you're, you're like, you know, I was... I was crying on the train. I was, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're just sort of like, just saying like these, I was like, oh my God, are you, you're like, food tastes like sand. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but then at the same time, at the very beginning, you were like, you know, you were very much, oh, I don't want to do anything unless it just makes me happy. And, you know, changing diapers 10 times a day, that's fun. Um, these are very extreme ends of talking about life uh, or not talking about life about how you've been experiencing life you you had your pretty low points where you're you're very open and blunt if i may say about about how tough it was uh by the same time now you're it sounds like you've um i don't know maybe by not by choice but you just have to find a way to make the most of the mundaneness or the the, the challenges of everyday life that you're like i'm gonna make everything fun um, I just, I don't really have a question here, but I just, I just had that observation that you have, you've talked about your Extreme. life and how you relate to it in very, uh, in almost polar opposite ways at, and at different points in your life. And I think that's quite interesting. Yeah. I think everything adds up. Like, like you're not really living if you haven't had a divorce, right? Like, or you're not really living if you haven't changed <laughs> 10 diapers a day. <laughs> like it all adds up. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm being facetious. Um, you know, need to go through all these different things it doesn't have to be really difficult or uh you don't need to put in a lot of hard work into your career you don't need to have any goals but if you do that's fun as well and then that's just all part of life like it's 
you know, suffering is life. And then being really happy is also life. Boringness is also life. So it's all good. So I'm going to hazard a guess that you don't have one of those 10-year plans or five-year plans. (laughs) Does he look like a guy with a plan? (laughs) He just woke up. Um, Life by the seat of his pants. Yeah, I mean, like, yes, life just happens to you, right? Like, that's you're born, and at that very moment, life happens to you. You don't dictate that you are born. So I was just making like, a joke. So you don't have a you don't have a plan, or you don't have you're not attempting to. Oh no! I, yeah, that, no, that was very clear. I don't have a plan. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely, oh. I don't have a plan. So what about what do you think about uh, Peter uh, saying how you should think long yeah. term planning <laughs> and not be blown around? <laughs> I, I mean, I I agree well, in theory. Well, that, in theory, that's really nice. Like to have a plan. And uh, obviously, like, we work towards things, but then plans just set you up for disappointment, right? It's kind of sad in a way. Like, plans raise your expectations, and the higher expectations are, like, the more depressing it is when they they are not met. And if they are met, then it's not really a win. It's like, oh, it's going to happen anyway. Pat myself on the back. But if you don't have a plan, and then something good happens, like, whoa! Amazing. It's like winning the lottery. <laughs> Wait, so is that, that sounds kind of like going with the flow, but so gee, do you, do you think that's relatable to you at all? Cause you're also a go with the flow kind of person. I think Jonathan's like even more go with the flow than, than like on a, on an extreme go with the flow level, if I may say, <laughs> cause I, Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have like goals, but I don't have like, uh, you know, specific, really concrete plans to to get there or whatever. So I tend to take what kind of life throws at me and pivot. Yeah, I I mean, Jonathan really sounds like a leaf in the wind, just (laughs) yoloing it. Yeah, I mean, life life is sucky enough as it is, right? It's like adding expectations to it. That's just depressing. It's like... A very simple example would be, oh, uh, I want to have kids. And then, like, fuck, but there's a biological clock, especially for women. Like, I really want to have kids, but I can't even find a partner to have one with. You can't really set a goal of having kids and then not meet someone. You know, like, you keep meeting people, and then none of them are people that you can hang out with for the rest of your life. Like, that's, Mm -hmm. you would just be so sad. Like, what, are you going to adopt? It's not the same. You want to build the family. You want that. So there are so many wants. And then the more you have these goals, the more you have these, oh, concrete things that you're going to date 100 people off Tinder apps. You're going to have Excel spreadsheets of all your dates. Like, that's just going to make you sad. But you could just be like, okay, if it happens to me, then it happens. It would be nice. I would prefer to have kids over not having kids. I would prefer to have a retirement plan (laughs) to not having a retirement plan. But then if it... You know, if all my money just disappears because the stock market collapses, like, ah, shucks. I mean, I will, I will agree with you on the expectations part. I feel like for me, I tend to have like lower expectations on things. So I'm never really disappointed (laughs) when, when it doesn't (laughs) happen. Um, 
But I feel like some of the things that you just mentioned, those are things that you can work towards. Like you can put in effort or actions to make things happen. Like not everything is, uh, it just happens to you. Like there's things that you can actually control, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody is just a leaf blowing in the wind. It's just how honest you are about it. Like, yes, I could try and like shift my weight this way to be blown more towards success rather than failure. But it's just the wind, right? So yeah, I, I like other people, um, do have investments and like certain plans. I have a job, you know, like things are happening where hopefully if things work out, then I will be better off in 10 years. And it's a, yeah, I I don't know how to put it. (laughs) I think what I'm trying to struggle to decide on is whether Jonathan is borderline monk, like genius level here by detaching himself from all (laughs) results and expectations in life, or if he's, I don't know, something else, because, because the, my, my, my most generous, uh, and positive interpretation of what you're saying is that you've just found a way, or maybe you are naturally like that, where you aren't really emotionally attached to the results of your goals if you even have them. As you said, if the stock market falls, you're like, okay, well, I, that's too bad. Or if, uh, if you, you, you'll try and set up, you know, this plan and have, you know, more investments 10 years down the road than I do now, but, uh, you're not going to be completely shocked if it, com- if it, if, if it all falls apart, uh, and it doesn't happen, you know, you're not going to be too devastated by it. You'll be somewhat devastated, but not, not too devastated. Is that Am I reading you right? Where you're just kind of not attaching yourself too emotionally to the positive or negative result of something? I mean, you can also feel emotions. I think it's good to feel emotions, but maybe it's a, a lesson from divorce. Maybe it's something that like really broke me because I had put so much of myself into that marriage and then it just didn't work out. Something that I thought was, oh, it was definitely going to work. And then it just doesn't work. And it's like, oh... Like, what's my cope? I guess my cope is like, well, many things in life just happen. So because of that, I think hard work is also overrated. If you want stupid hot takes, because yeah, let's go. Um, Peter, Peter said, like, um, it's decisions, not hard work. And I absolutely agree. But I don't really agree, like, with decisions either, because you don't really have free will, right? Like. <laughs> You can make decisions and then things can happen to you, right? Like, ugh. Like, I made a decision to... This episode is so spicy on all fronts. The the episode title, I'm going to be... It's going to be Nihilism and Anarchism with Jonathan (laughs) Hoy. Is it? I don't know. Like, it's just... No, you don't know. I mean, I'm I'm being facetious. Feel free to disagree with me. I, I don't know. I feel like you're kind of kind of going going that way. I mean, you're like you're like no, because no. yeah, sure, try hard, but like uh, try. Don't even try hard. What's the point? Some I mean, I can see how somebody would be. Yeah, I mean, I can see how somebody would be like jaded by that if they, you know, once upon a time had this grand goal and they're like working towards it and they're working so hard towards it. They put all their effort into it. And then it doesn't come to fruition. Like, I, I could see, you know, where sort of the disappointment lies. How do you think fatherhood has changed you, if at all? Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I How just has your life changed? 
before and after kids, aside from the obvious ones where you have to get up every two, three. Uh, life is a lot more routine. So it's not like you can wake up at 10 on a Saturday and be like, oh, okay, let me go do my laundry. Um, because you've already done your laundry because you do laundry every day because the kids are like, you know, um, and then, um, yeah, everything uh, you, you live and die by your calendar kind of thing. Um, everything's very structured mm. because the kids need the structure. You also need the structure for your sanity. Um, so th things get planned weeks, months in advance. Um, you, you think about what classes to put them in. Does it, it unlocks a whole new world. If you're a gamer, it's like, like if you're just playing like the basic game in the beginning, and then you have the kid, and it's like, whoa! Like I didn't know that this whole world existed. And then your own personal hobbies. Um, I think it's also quite important to maintain them. It's important to stay healthy. So all that previously, I don't know. When I was in my twenties, no kids. I'd be like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll play tennis or maybe I'll go for a run. Maybe I'll join that 5K club and then run it once and then never do it again because I hate running and my name's G. Um, that goes <laughs> away. That, that all goes away because it's like, oh, I've got kids now. So I'm going to try and keep my habits. I'm going to try and like try and get good at the things that I do. Um, I'm going to try and squeeze in three hours of climbing. That's another friend that we have. Like, I'm going to do all these things that I need to do. Like, they're very important to me. And I'm going to fix a specific time slot to do, which I, I didn't have before. Before it was like, uh, mm -hmm. I drank too much last night, so I'm not going to do it. Now it's like, I'm not going to drink because I need to wake up. <laughs> oh, so man. Crazy, you can look forward to that. Crazy life. <laughs> do you have a lot of parent friends? Um, no, I don't have any friends. I wish more of my friends were parents. You, you um, sound like Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What is going on? Every parent is like, I have no more friends. Oh my gosh. We we have uh, parent friends. It's just, you're, you're so busy, right? So it's a different kind of friendship. Um, right. So we do have friends. So we have parent friends. We have single friends. And uh, the gap between singleness and parenthood it's just like uh our good friend key if you remember him from your uh warcraft days um so he's he's got a, a boy and he had a housewarming on wow. saturday and it was kind of like okay when are we going to show up and then you know the the dad was like okay i'm gonna show up at 5 30 so then at 5 33 or something we knocked on the door and we were there. And then everybody else was like, yeah, I'm going to show up, you know, single guys, single couples. We're going to show up at around 5.30. And then, you know, they're there at 6.30. And it's like, no big deal, because that's just how they are, right? And then we've been there before. Right. But then with little children, they're kind of like, 5.30, we're there. <laughs> and then with little children, the host is also like, 5.30, you're here. And then the kids play, like. Mm -hmm. it's Wait, a thing. I don't get it. Like, why? They have to eat dinner. What's what? Why are you so much? I I I've heard of like nap times dictating uh, your life uh, routine and schedule, but like maybe that is that it? Like why why are you suddenly so punctual? Because 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 you have kids. Doesn't doesn't actually kids make you less punctual? Because uh, things come up and you have to like 
put out fires with them? No, I think with kids, you want to have the plan in your head because if you're going to have to show up at a party at 5.30, you're also working in that half hour margin of like, uh-oh, like they shit their pants or something. And then you work backwards. You have to get them ready. You have to go from point A to point B. Um, you have to feed them or is there going to be food there? Like, I think that's are there bags packed? You've got like you don't think about that when when you're single. Like you don't think about that because you don't need to think about when you're hungry. Like if I'm hungry, I eat food. But then with a little kid, like you have to be like, oh, what do they eat? Uh, That makes sense. And then traveling, like I get there when I get there. If I'm single, like traveling with a kid, you're like, oh, like that's annoying. Well, I think that's just also just because maybe you guys are punctual people because I've definitely heard of also David's uh, <laughs> like <up>. scenario. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I've definitely heard of the scenario where people like don't take into account uh, the time it takes to get their kids ready and so then they end up being like two hours late because they needed all that time to get their kids ready. So well, I think what, what, what I'm hearing from Jonathan is that and, and it makes sense to me is that when you have a kid, there's just so much more you have to account for mm-hmm. that if you don't account for it, you are going to be two hours late, which is somewhat unacceptable whereas Mm -hmm. if you're single if you like suddenly forgot like you woke up late you're just like walk out the door and you'll be there and maybe 15 minutes late 30 minutes late because there's nothing to account for there's nothing to be responsible for as much right before getting out the door it's one step you put on your shoes you're out now it's like there's 10 steps so if you don't account for those 10 steps you are going to be super late Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that okay Well, I don't want to take too too much more of your time because uh, you, you have other commitments. Uh, but I, you you mentioned uh, you know your your take on on hard work. It's it's sort of funny, but also interesting that we do always hear these uh, your 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 opinions or your feedback or your insights on some of the things we talk about. I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but like this is your chance. Like you want to you want to you want to debate. You want to like throw out some more hot takes. And you know, G's friends they love discussing this. So like. What what other episodes do you remember that you're that you have like strong or like some opinions on? Is there anything you want to like get off your chest or like be like, oh yeah, you guys talk about that? I I, I don't agree or I agree. That's tough. Tell us more about that hard work part. Tell us why you think that is overrated. I, I think we touched upon it just now. Yeah, hard work can get you places, but um, a lot of the things it's a matter of luck and you don't really have any control over it. So you may as well accept it. I go back to the example of dating and trying to get a family and stuff. Like that's all luck. You can't really control for it. It's not like you go on X amount of dates, then you'll find the person that you love or that loves you. You can put in as much hard work as you want, like getting plastic surgery or like fixing your like terrible personality that's not gonna make a difference like if the powers that be don't want you to have a relationship then that's just too bad um it's the same with the career it's the same with anything investing into nfts and crypto it's the same thing i do with, agree with that when it comes to like dating and relationships because but i i still think that you need to put in the work because you can't just like sit around i mean it does happen you might walk down the street and bump into like the love of your life but that's probably <laughs> very few and far in between um so i think you do have to put in the work but like you said it does take a certain amount of uh luck as well to be able to like find somebody but 
I consider that to be like a rare idea or topic where that comes into play. I think for everything else, like your career, your, um, I don't know, like how well you do in school and, and like things like that. I feel like hard work is the major player in determining how successful you might be. I mean, there is a luck component. I just feel like for a lot of different aspects of life, it is hard work, but um, we can. We yeah, can I could see, <laughs> I could see like with health, maybe like um, you, you run and stuff, whatever cardiovascular or weight, weight lift, weight training you do, like that will help you. And that requires a lot of discipline. And then arguably that's hard work. And that will improve your odds of like living a long and healthy life. You know, if you just grip hold to a bar forever and then train your VO2 max. Yeah, I could see that being like hard work. But then you could also die in a car crash, right? Like a fiery one. Um, or you could just get cancer. Life's not fair. And like with a career, like I, I would say you, you have all these hardworking lawyers who um put in their hours and th they try so hard and then you have someone with a pretty face and just has connections and they're gonna be the ones that succeed and become partners it's not the like the hard-working type like it's so hard to control it, it's just whether someone likes you or not and yeah I, like okay i put i put myself out there like hard work is about maximizing your chances of your luck right sure but then again, it's still just luck. I'll give my very quick two cents and then we can, uh, we, we can wrap it up. I'm, I'm not actually going to spend my two cents disagreeing with you, uh, which I, I do, but I'm going to uh, try, and, try and play devil's advocate and, and, and expand on where I think there is value um, and where it's helpful, uh, the, the message that you're sharing, which is that I can't remember if there's like a specific quote about it, but something that I really like is uh, the concept that I've come across, which basically that luck is a big part of anyone's success. And the, and the point of saying that message is to try and keep you either grateful or humble. So when you're successful, realize that luck is a big part of what has led you to your success. So don't fool yourself to think that you are, you know, a self-made man or something like that. Like there are so many things that you, that were not in your control that provided the circumstances to allow you to be where you are. Uh, it's not entirely, but many people don't uh, give nearly as much recognition to those circumstances by chance that the luck that, that has given you there. And at the same time, when you fail, don't be too hard on yourself either because luck is and chance plays such a, a much more outsized role than I think most people recognize. And I think when people attribute everything to hard work, it's not an accurate reflection of what's actually going on and will actually lead people to maybe put too much in stock in their abilities or to, or be too hard on themselves or something like that. So I think it's good to have that mindset if it helps you be more humble and it helps you be less hard on yourself. And I think it's certainly true that hard work does not guarantee the results. I think that's sort of my positive and generous interpretation of <laughs> what you're trying to get across here. I think that's the value I take from it. I think there's also a case to be made though, for just like enjoying the journey of it. Like when you, you know, when you're working so hard every day to get to this goal and you're like killing yourself for it, you know, and then at the end it might not happen anyway. 
then you're never really kind of enjoying life along the way. So if you are being grateful and, and taking into perspective that it's all part of the journey, like there's something to be said about that too, I think. Um, we'll give you the final word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jonathan um, can get the final word. Yeah. Yesterday we were at Ocean Park and uh, my kids really wanted to get on the ride. And we were like, you got to put in the hard work and stand in line with everybody else. And this is like a 10 minute long uh, line. So, you know, it's like forever for them. And then these like other little kids were really bad and they just cut in front. And because their parents, you know, didn't want to teach their kids about the value of hard work and everything. So the mom did the hard work and then the kids just ran in and then cut in front of everybody and gone to the ride first. I think that's kind of like the, the journey thing that I'm trying to teach my children, which is like, oh, yeah, you got to put in the hard work. Otherwise, your ride is not going to be as fun. But I don't know if that's true, because those kids who cut in line, like, they're having fun on the train as well. They're, they're having fun on the roller coaster. Like, if you can have it easy, why have it hard? There's so many things that people are also, like, naturally predisposed to, like, have it easy. Like, I had it super easy in law school because it was just easy for me. So many people struggled to, like, do certain things. I didn't study. It was just so easy. I didn't put in any hard work. And then what was the point? Like, are they any happier for it? Am I any less happy for it? I don't know. don't think so. I mean, I see where both of you are coming from. It's just, uh, yeah, sometimes it's just hard to swallow, like the disappointment of putting in the hard work and then it's like, oh, that, that just sucks. Mm. So yeah, uh, stay humble and grateful, right? I, I think that, that's a good thing to... <laughs> yeah, let's end on that. I like that. Uh, yeah. Stay humble and grateful. I think we, uh, I, I think I can speak uh, for G as well, but... Uh, I think what we like about the show a lot is when we can hear about different life experiences and different mm -hmm. perspectives. Um, and so if that, with that in, as a goal, I think we've definitely uh, achieved that. I mean, this was just the last 20 minutes or so. We had, there was a lot of interesting perspectives before that we didn't agree or disagree with. It was just your life experience that was interesting to hear about. But uh, I'm, I'm excited for people listening to like hear and like, I wish I could send out a survey and be like, what does everyone think? Because I feel like there would be can, people I who think. agree and people who disagree, um, perhaps passionately or not. And mm -hmm. I think if that's sort of the, the outcome of, of a conversation like this, whether it's about the divorce part or the hard work part, um, it's all good. It's, 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 it's what they say. It's almost like no, no press is bad press. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, that's how I Maybe you'll make us it. go so, viral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my jammies. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, thanks, Jonathan. It's uh, it was it was great. We took up so much of your time. Hopefully, it doesn't screw up anything with your kids or your work. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks. Nice to talk to thanks you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, give us a follow. Give us a rating. Send us an email. Or if you're like Jonathan, shoot us a DM and tell us why you agree or disagree with, uh, <laughs> with our with mm -hmm. our takes and our opinions um, at that Thirty Show Pod. See you all guys next week. Thanks, bye.